Welcome everyone to the Game Vault Podcast. I'm your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing franchises that we want to revive, and we'll be reviewing our retro light game, Grand Theft Auto 2, for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to that, what have you guys been playing? Uh, let's start with Mark. Yeah, so, um, I know it's been a little bit since we recorded, so forgive me if I did mention these, um, or at least a couple of them, in the uh, last podcast. Um, so... First off, I'm playing probably the first game that surprisingly may make my top five. Um, It's a a game called Death Store. Um, It's uh, basically a little bit of like a a Metrovania, but uh, combat is close to like souls where you have to learn the patterns of the bosses and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're big, large bosses. Um, And the uh, and there's a little bit of a. Um, finding items to help you like Zelda-esque sort of thing to it. Um, but yeah, it's real fun. Combat's real tight. Um, yeah, it, it, if you know why you die, you know, if you, if you, if people out there understand what that means, um, like there's no, like, you know, it's trying to figure out, you know, what you did wrong, you know exactly what you did wrong. Um, the, 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 uh, two and a half levels I've been through so far have been, pretty different and well um uh what's the word um well built in terms of um you know the scenery sort of uh like sucking you into to the to the world you're in um so in short what death store is is you're a uh a grim reaper uh raven i think i think it's a raven um that you're tasked with going around and collecting souls um like actual big souls not you know, souls is in dark souls. Um, that's where it's kind of a Zelda thing when they, you go get pendants or crystals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go through, you upgrade your, uh, you know, you, you get the equivalent to souls and you upgrade, um, you know, your strength and your vitality and all that stuff. Um, uh, but the, the writing's pretty good. Um, it's not Hades level, but, um, it is still pretty good. You have a, uh, one of your first friends you meet is called Pothead, um, and it's literally a guy who has a pot for a head. Um, <laughs> Very creative. Yeah, it's and they so uh, they do the uh, text on screen thing, um, like uh, Control did a little bit. Um, oh, okay. So you know that's fun. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a really really well made game. Um, so yeah, it's one of those like Hades was last year that as soon as I played it, I'm like, all right, this is in my top five. We'll see where it ends up at the end. I, I don't I don't see many games beating this. Wow. Um, so went through that. I played some Disco Elysium. Um, that game for the couple hours I played it is a little weird and uh, sl- uh, slightly up my alley in that respect. But I don't understand what you're s- supposed to be doing in terms of when you're making the choices. Like I, I've been just going through all the whole conversation tree. I, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be one of those things where you. If you're playing the character a certain way, you sort of don't ask certain questions and things like that. Um, so I'm not 100% sure, but I'm going to I'm going to play through it and finish it. Um, it's what I expected it to be. It's 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 kind of weird and um, pretty goofy so far. Um, so yeah, that um, I played. Uh, let's see. Um, I played some more Yakuza like a dragon. Um, it crashed on me. Oh, um, no. In a weird way. <laughs> so I paused the game to like answer my cell phone or something. And when I came back up, both of my screens were black. So did the computer crash? No, 
I, game, can, I the, control delete it and you know that popped up oh so weird. i don't know what happened <laughs> edgar <laughs> happened yeah something happened to it but um edgar got to us yeah mm-hmm. I got a new character in it whose weapon is that she um, she like can do uh, kung fu a little bit, but uh, her weapon is a is like a purse, like sort of part like hitting you with the purse is part of the weapon, but she also like does a lot of uh, kicks and stuff like that. Is she a character from Laughing? God, that was a terrible joke. I'm sorry. No one's gonna get that. I don't even know if Mark so, got that. Yeah, I don't get uh, it. A little bit. I'm sure it's but fine. I don't know exactly what you're you're aiming for, but well, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it later. Yeah, really, so um, really obscure. I know what laughing is, but I don't know. Um, so um, to that point, I'm almost to the point where you start your business because um, every every just about every um, game or, or Yakuza game has some kind of like mini game business that you can play during it. Um, like the like Yakuza Zero was you were like you ran a hostess club. Um, so the thing was like uh, leveling up the girls um you know getting to the you know make sure the customers are happy so they paid more money and got more tips as you like conned them a little bit um with things um by if the girl had blonde hair this one guy would give you more money so you had them like thrown on wigs constantly um <laughs> if i remember that's how you did it or maybe you had to have them set as blonde when you knew they were coming in or something but yeah so this business is supposed to be a little bit different i think it's like sort of real estate based or something you sort of like uh, start taking over the businesses in an area. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, there was one other game I put. Oh, I uh, I went and purchased for a trip to Virginia I had um, last week. Um, three Switch games. Um, I grabbed uh, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Mario Kart Deluxe 8, and, um, and Super Mario Party. Didn't get to play Super Mario Party. Um, played a whole lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, mostly by myself going through the world of light because I hadn't realized that, um, and I'm stupid because I haven't played a, a, a Smash Brothers game since Melee, um, that you have to literally unlock all the characters in it. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, main part of the game is unlocking mm-hmm. everything. Which is, to be honest, and Kurt can come at me with the alternate argument to this <laughs> if, if he's on it. Um, I think that's real dumb because, you know, especially if you're buying this for kids and they love a certain character. Um, and that character is not unlocked from the beginning. Try to explain that to an eight-year-old. Well, that, that that's when that's when dad steps up and and unlocks the character for him. There you go. But it's like I wish I I, I would forgive it if there was a streamlined way to um you know choose which characters get unlocked instead of it being random. Well, it's not random. It's a list. Yeah, there, but, it goes it goes in order. Yeah, but. Like, if that character is, like, 25th on the list, you know, and they only let you, unless you go through the World of Light, um, if they let you, they only let you um, unlock characters every 10 minutes, um, takes a long time to get that character. But, uh, and they took out the glitch where you could close and reopen the game, um, and it would keep challenging you. Um, uh, they, uh, they got they got smart. Yeah. So, um, so I've been going through the World of Light, fighting all the... Uh, I put it on easy, which I should have probably put it on very easy, to be honest, um, just because I just wanted to get the characters unlocked. Um, playing mostly as Kirby because I've started to learn his moveset um, for at least getting through that part. So game's fun. I'll say that um, as much as I'm complaining about the things not being unlocked. The World of Light playing single player 
is a lot more fun than I remember needing to unlock characters in Melee and, and the original. Um, because you can play the one character you're really good at if it's unlocked and um, just go through the whole thing um, instead of having to do like the, the fighting game stories for each character to unlock somebody. Yeah. I bought uh, three DLC characters. Um, you can probably guess who they are. Um, of course, I had to get um, uh, Byleth from uh, Fire Emblem just because one of her alternate costumes is Edelgard. Of course. Um, I had a feeling uh, that one was coming. Joker. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have alternate costumes, but I know some of the spirits that you can take with you are the characters from Persona 5. Um, and uh, I bought, of course, I bought Sephiroth. I mean. Yeah. I was going to say, you had, you had to buy the one wingy boy, right? Yeah. I had to buy it. <laughs> you know, I tried to play through his story, and it is basically all boss battles. Like, well, yeah, he's it, supposed to be a god. So, you know, it's sad. not even like I played through Kirby's story and with his story, you know, you fight a couple regular guys. And then at the end, you fight the big boss that has the big, long health bar. Right. Uh, for Sephiroth, every character you fight has a big, long health bar. <laughs> um, so I I had to fight Dracula um, and he's invulnerable for parts of it. And I didn't know Sephiroth's moveset. So that fight was terrible. Um, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see why this game people got really into. Um, so, so, so Mark, when are you going to Evo? Yeah, so I'm going to go to Evo with Kirby as my main. Uh, <laughs> that was, was going to be the real at the end of the show, Tom. Oh, uh, sorry. So, I didn't uh, mean to spoil it. Not <laughs> early. I had to surprise everyone. Right. Um, so, and uh, also, I will say this. There are, for the other game I had, there are way too many tracks in Mario Kart 8. Because I'm trying to go through and like get the first place in in each uh, each cup. Yeah. And when you because you have to do it at each CC, and I'm at 50, and those are the most boring races of all time, <laughs> because it's virtually impossible to lose if you're competent at video games at 50 CC. Yeah, 50 is 50 is real tough to lose. Um, sure. But I'm assuming it's like the other ones where to get the special stuff, you have to beat it at each CC. Um, yeah. Not sure, but I'm just assuming that. So I got really bored getting through like five of those before I stopped. Um, so and then Super Mario Party was just a thing for if the kids wanted to play something or if it rained, you know, and but we never actually got to end up doing that. Um, I think that's it. Um, I downloaded The World Ends With You um, after Jonathan told me it was like uh, Persona sort of in its in its uh, presentation. Um so I'm um, looking forward to playing that demo um, before purchasing it. And, um, yeah, we've been what, playing Halo. And then me and Jen started the game I can't stop thinking about since we played. Um, it takes oh, two. Oh, Phasmophobia, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I, haven't, I haven't touched that game. I thought they took it off Steam. <laughs> Never. Yeah, so that game was really good. I mean, despite the fact that I was uh, fearing for my life with the Hornets in my room. Yeah, uh, Mark. Mark was playing with another level of difficulty. <laughs> real <laughs> he was life, dodging real life hornets. Real life murder hornets. Yeah, yeah. not murder hornets, thankfully. Regular <laughs> hornets. I thought they were wasps, but when I found the one dead, it was a little too fat to be a wasp. Um, even though hornets are technically wasps, before all the bee people out there get mad at me. <laughs> is this is this experience coming from your extensive bug snacks playing? Yes. Okay, that's yes. very impressive. No bunkers yet. I am upset. No bunkers. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so I think there's four of them. I found three dead. Uh, there's a fourth that my cat's freaking out about. So if you're noise in the background, yeah. it's probably what's going on. It's the cat and, eating a hornet. And I would say my cat is useless. Uh, All she does is stare at the bug. She's like, uh, excuse me, can you get it, please? She hit it, went to the ground, and it was just like wiggling on the ground, like walking and just staring at it. Uh, I'm like, you going to do anything about this? <laughs> nope. No, so it's I, not a mouse. Yeah, but she's freaking out trying to get it. She gets it and then just like nothing. <laughs> so I had to end up killing it with an air freshener because that was the only thing I could find in my room while I was still on stream. So, yeah, so if you're listening to that audio back and you hear at some point, that's me killing a hornet in my room. Well, if it makes you feel better, I didn't hear that yesterday. Okay. So <laughs> look for it, everyone. It's an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah if you can hear it, it's me. <laughs> so there's one more in my room. Um, uh, the good thing is I read up, um, not to tangent this into Hornet Talk, but. Um, Too late. It's our new podcast, Hornet Talk. We're, we're, we're back to piling in it hey, right it's now. the buzz. That's our Patreon. That's our Patreon show. That's our Patreon. Um, apparently, the hornets that these are um, only sting you if you, like, grab them or try to kill them. Like, they're not like wasps that if you make the slightest movement towards them, they freak out. Um, so that's good. So I don't have to worry about them stinging <laughs> me in my sleep. Uh, yeah, that's that's a plus. Yeah. And they're... Uh, the downside is is that if I accidentally threaten their lives, um, they are not like bees, so they can keep stinging. Oh, fun. Uh, so, awesome. But anyway, that's been my last two and a half weeks since we last recorded. Um, and also, um, I'm glad that uh, uh, John Madden is coming off his hill next week, mm-hmm. and that we can uh, start getting some video games. EA let me know I could download early because I'm in the EA Play thing. So we Fancy. might be able to talk about that next week. How awesome. broken that game is. <laughs> Jen, how about you? Uh, so for me, the usuals, Phasmo and Dead by Daylight, Phasophobia, I believe, this Sunday. So by the time you guys listen to this podcast, it will most likely already be done. They are releasing some big, huge game updates. Um, I believe it's going to be new equipment, new ghosts, and some other things that pretty sure are fairly vague right now i'm i'm thinking they're not really sharing most of the details but there's some big changes coming so if you are listening to this and you haven't checked them out yet please be sure to do so because it is going to be awesome and i can't wait um i've been playing like i said dead by daylight rank reset just happened today so uh not looking forward to dealing with the next week or two of people being extra sweaty trying to get back down to red ranks (laughs) because i always you know get Face camp Yeah, it's yeah, super sweaty and fun. <laughs> um, and then I was still continuing to play Ghost Hunters Corp. So I'm I'm enjoying it. The more I play it, the better I get at it. Um, and I've said this a bunch of times, it's very complicated, but uh, but I'm getting there. Uh, and they're doing a lot of updates, so it's improving slightly. Um, I believe I haven't died in that game yet, which is interesting. But I am nice. a little bit of a chicken, so maybe that's also <laughs> why. <laughs> It's still, I, I still believe it's a lot scarier than Phasmo. Um, and I've been doing research trying to find new horror games too. So I'm um, on an alpha testing list for a game called The Haunting, which looks like it's going to be incredible. Um, the developer is actually, um, every once in a while, he streams the process of him creating this game, which is awesome. Um, 
I will find his name if anyone's interested. I just have to scroll through my list. Oh, it is Warka. So W-A-R-K-A-1-0-1. If you're interested in watching a dev build a horror game, you can go check him out. He's really cool, too, and he likes to interact with his chat. Um, and then I very briefly tried playing Haunt Chaser, which I don't know if you guys have heard of. I think it just nope. came out this year as well. Uh, it's pretty much like if Phasmo and Dead by Daylight had a baby. Um, you can play it solo. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll try it out before I try to pressure my friends into buying it. <laughs> and so you start out by this camper van and you have your equipment and you have these objectives that you have to do. It's like, you know, go investigate this area, go take a picture of this, go figure out why this is like this. So I walk like three steps and I have a photo camera and similar to Ghost Hunter Corp, you can see things that are invisible, like paranormal stuff that's invisible through the lens of the camera. So my character's holding the lens and I see like this floating voodoo doll or something. I'm like, oh, that's super weird. And then out of nowhere, this freaking ghost comes and grabs like my character and screams in my face and kills me. And I had a heart attack. And then I'm like, I'm done with this. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrifying. You would hate it, Tom. Absolutely yeah, hate it. it. Sound, it sounds like it. Yeah. Uh, so I really don't know much more about that game than that experience. So if anyone listening wants to play with me, please feel free to invite me into your game because I'm not playing that by myself anymore. Uh, and then the newest game that I've been actually pouring a decent amount of time into is Pokemon Unite, which Ooh. I, yeah, I wasn't sure if I was going to play it because... From what I could see of it, it didn't look like a game that I would really be super into. Um, I played a little bit of League of Legends, but that's really the only game I've ever played that's relatively similar to that style. Um, but I love Pokemon, and one of my streamer friends was playing it on her stream, and she was, you know, basically had nothing bad to say about it. So I'm like, you know what, I'll just give it a shot. It's free on on uh, the Switch, which is also really cool. And I downloaded it. The tutorial's really great. They walk you through how to do everything so you really aren't confused at all. And it's not, I read reviews that people were saying it's pay to win. It's really not, in my opinion, pay to win. You can put real life money into the in-game currency to buy things that your Pokemon can hold. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's really pay to win as much as it is. Like you can pay a little extra to have some bonuses. Um but it's a lot of fun. I think you guys should try it, especially since it's free. Um, especially you, Tom. I think since you like Pokemon so much, I think you would appreciate it. Yeah, I'll have to um, check that out. I didn't realize yeah. it was free. Yeah, it's free. I heard um, about I, it, but I didn't think I didn't realize it was a free game. I don't know if it's going to be free forever. Um, I believe right now you can catch. I forget the legendary Pokemon's name because it's Generation One Million by now, and I don't know <laughs> <laughs> any of the new Pokemon. Um, but there's a legendary Pokemon that you can get if you download the game by August 30th, I believe. So I don't know if beyond the first month they're going to start charging for it. I'm not sure, but it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm very impressed by it. It's And it's wholesome enough where you don't have like that really toxic post-game chat to worry about. Uh, no, you can basically, good. yeah, you can give someone a thumbs up and say good job or you can do nothing. Or if, you know, they're, I guess if they're idling in game and they're not playing, you could report them. but it goes by uh, like a rating system. So if people report you so many times and your I forget what they call it, like trainer score goes down and then they'll eventually ban you for a little while if you're in the zeros, which I would imagine takes a very long time to get there. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, like I said, and it's it's fairly simple. It's easy to pick up. It's a time. It's a time suck. That's the only 
not even negative, but only critical thing I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Don't play it if you have something to do because you will lose all track of time. <laughs> um, what else? And then, like, as Mark mentioned, we started playing It Takes Two, which was really difficult on the keyboard and mouse. I tried, Tom. I'm sorry. I let you down. I had to switch to controller <laughs> because okay. there was one part in the you know, platformer style where it goes sideways. And it's going like sideways to the left. Then you have to jump and turn in the air and go to the right. And then you have to like wait for a conveyor belt and you have to do this and that and not die. And it got so difficult the way the keyboard was set up with the shift button and the control button doing something different. And I know it sounds like basic mouse and keyboard maneuvers, but it really wasn't with this game. It was difficult. So I had to switch to controller and it became somewhat easier. But yeah, I've I've seen some gameplay of that and I'm I'm surprised you even like tried. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me that it would be a bad idea, honestly, because in my head, like, I'm like, if I could play Dead by Daylight now on mouse and keyboard, and that was pretty much impossible for me, this should be, you know, normal. And then as soon as I booted it up, I think Mark was like, wait, you're playing mouse and keyboard? Are you sure? Like, yeah, I think. I don't know. So, yeah, never again. But I'm having a lot of fun with the game, as Mark said. Got a little frustrating yesterday towards the end because we were dealing with issues for an hour trying to log into our origin accounts. Oh, and add origin. each other as friends. Oh. That's that's the biggest drawback to that game, in my opinion. Is the fact that it's on Origin. <laughs> is yes, because I can't stand yeah. EA. Yeah, and, but, and uh, the the main problem was is that I had it downloaded straight through Origin, and she had it through Steam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, trying to get everything to talk to each other. Yeah, it was it was a pain, and then it was for some reason prioritizing logging me in with Dan's account, and then it license the game on Dan's account and then I had to figure out how to take it off. It was just like a nightmare. <laughs> so it literally took us an hour to start playing. So I think by then I was already mentally exhausted. But uh it was it was a ton of fun. I can't wait for our next Thursday stream. Yep. I had fun. I, yeah. I it's more wait, fun than at any point I had with Paper Mario. By the there way. you so go. I'm glad I made the change. Love it. Good. That's what it's all about. Having yeah. fun. All right, so I have been rather busy these past couple of weeks, so I didn't really play as much as I would have liked, but I played some interesting stuff. Forza Motorsport 7 is going end of life, so they put it on, like, super sale due to, like, licensing stuff, so they won't be able to sell it anymore. And I never bought it because it was on Game Pass, but I was like, if I want to make sure I have this for all time, I might as well buy it. So I bought the Ultimate Edition, which is usually, like, a $120 thing, and it was 20 bucks. so... Wow. I picked that up because it comes with a VIP pass and free cars and all that other stuff. So I figured if I might as well grab it before it's gone because I have every other Forza. Why not get the the latest one? And I played that a bit. You know, they really don't change them all that much. But the night racing in this game is amazing because just because uh, night racing is not an easy thing to replicate, especially with the way the lights work. And if you're playing in a cockpit view the way you can the way you can see other cars and stuff usually in the daytime it's easy to replicate but night racing is is a hard thing to do especially uh before ray tracing was really a thing so i was really impressed with that i was continuing my final fantasy 7 remake playthrough Uh, i got through a couple more chapters in that it's uh it's amazing how good that game is Uh i for for a person who thought i was going to hate the gameplay i love it and I and I'm so happy that that they they were able to change my mind. And I'm yeah. I'm sure Mark can agree with me that it's gonna be a it, it's gonna be a, an its own great series apart from Final Fantasy VII itself. Yeah, yeah. The uh, 
Yeah, the fun thing is I finally, uh, I didn't realize that I had both the PS4 and PS5 versions downloaded um, because that's what it makes you do. Yep. Too. Um, so I went through and was fine. I was, oh, yeah, this game's pretty good. Um, when I went to delete it so that I could get back on my bullshit of Call of Duty, which I haven't <laughs> played yet. Um, because I needed 1,500 million gigabytes of yep. space for that game. Freaking Accurate. Call of Duty. But anyway, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I think the main thing I'm looking forward to is is what they um, not to start a, a slight tangent of Final Fantasy VII remake um, for the next game, how much they integrate uh, the good stuff from remake with the integrate stuff that was real or the intermission stuff. Yeah, that was good because doing uh, I don't know if I've asked you this since since I uh, thought of this or heard other people talk about it and popped into my head as an idea. Do you think doing the um, what they did with Sonon in this and um, is an easy way to introduce like the large uh, characters, like how many characters there are. Like, so you don't have to, you know, make them like red 13 Sonon like instead of making them full fledged characters. I think, I think it would piss people off if they didn't make people playable. It's possible that they don't make people playable. Like Kate Sith, uh, like Kate Sith. Right. Cause <laughs> He's kind of he's kind of useless to begin with in Final Fantasy yeah. VII, unless you're a, a big fat cheater. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, who knows? They they have so many options that they can go with. Kate Sith might be a, a good character to like not use, but yeah, people would get mad about like Sid and Vincent and and Red Red Thirteen not being playable. People were mad about Red Thirteen not being playable in the first part. So yeah, I was just thinking because. It, the other option would be do the dumb thing that's outdated and have you have to take characters in and out, you know? I, um, I don't know that they will do it the way they did in the original game. Like, I don't like you could only do it at save points. Yeah. I feel like they may just allow you to do it whenever. Now, yeah. we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I'm the, just guessing. The best example of it would be if they went FF10 style, but that was also made on the PS2 and it was a little bit easier to have all the characters have their own separate weapons and skill trees and all that stuff. Um, then it would be the upscale to do it here. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. I think they could, I think they would have to bring like a Vincent and a Sid in as playable characters, but like your Kate Sifts of the world. And, you know, you can, I don't know, maybe you might even be able to get away with Vincent doing the Sonon thing and you can do all kinds of combo moves with the guns. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I just I just have been thinking about that since I last played the game. And I don't know if we've talked about it because it's been so long since we recorded it. <laughs> yeah, we have not talked about that. But yeah, that's an interesting thought. I mean, maybe since Vincent is a technically a uh, a character you may not get. Is it, he's a he's a side character. So I could see yeah. them possibly doing that with him. But I guess I guess time will tell. I mean, yeah. it, they've they've been. Uh, They've they've surprised me once already, so who knows? Yeah, and, and I'm I'm waiting to get through Tokyo Game Show before I go with confidence and say 2023 instead of 2022. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Game Show we might see some. Who knows? Yeah. Like Square Square could take seven more years to do the second part. We we yeah. don't know. They they could Kingdom Hearts three it. I don't want them to, but they could. <laughs> Just knowing them. All right, and yeah. the last thing I played, which was interesting. It was the Back for Blood beta. Ooh. So 
if anybody had any doubts about this being a spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, let me tell you right now, it 100% is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got it. I mean, it's there's not a whole lot new. The only real new thing that I that I I found was that you can aim down sights now. Like in in uh in Left 4 Dead, I think the only thing you could aim down sights with was like a sniper rifle. You couldn't really aim down sights with anything else. But this this plays more like a a modern first person shooter. Uh, same same teammate dynamic. You got four you got four co op people trying to trying to kill the horde and birds cause cause the horde to show up if you run into them just like just like left for dead same type of deal yeah are there are, are there are there any witches to hug yeah i was gonna say that too yes but they're not called witches i forget what they're called in this game but yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff to 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 uh screw with your teammates <laughs> mark oh goody yeah so so i didn't call them witches i guess what they call them enhanced humans or whatever the parlance is to get away of saying a copywritten word. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget what they're calling everything in this. They're not. I don't think they call them zombies either. They call zombies. them zombies. Got it. <laughs> zombies. <laughs> yeah, they call them something else. But it was it was a lot of fun. I I, I enjoyed it. It ran pretty well. Uh, I didn't have That's any good. problems. So I think it's going to be a like a lightweight game that we could all play together. We'll have yeah. to find a we'll have to find a fourth because. I don't want to play with randos. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, sure Jonathan would join us. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I actually never minded playing with randoms with Left 4 Dead. I don't know why, because usually I don't enjoy playing with randoms. But I would still prefer to play with people I know, obviously. Yeah, and I think we might have, speaking of games like this, we might have alternating fourth people for Halo. By the way, Tom, yes. we yeah. did oh, some really? recruiting while you were out. We did. Okay. We didn't do well. But we did well in that aspect. <laughs> so, so we have two people that would be willing to fill in the force. So. Yep. Awesome. So we don't have to torture any more innocent people. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have to find Beefy Gaines. Yes, Beefy Gaines needs to go. He needs to die. <laughs> uh, we didn't have you didn't have Doctor Thunder this this week. No, Beefy Gaines was my mortal enemy this week. Yeah. <laughs> we also got killed by K-pop a whole lot. Yeah, uh, but then Jonathan killed K-pop, so. So Jonathan wins. Jonathan, Jonathan wins. K-pop is dead. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, that's great. Wish we can clip that out. Just um, Jen, Jen saying K-pop is dead. <laughs> Someone feel free to make that a, a looping, yeah, cut, looping audio track. Yeah, cut that out and put that on the Instagram, Jen. Perfect. We'll, <laughs> we'll get a lot of followers. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's been a while since we recorded be, due to all kinds of fun stuff happening. Uh, so a lot's happened in the past few weeks. So, Jen, you want to hit us with some news stories? Sure. So my first story hits a little close to home because it's something that's been really frustrating. And luckily for me personally, it hasn't been too bad. But for a lot Did of people shut down that the I know, servers on Phasma? No. I, w- I would be taking, like, the week off if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I would be going, like, to the mountains to, to do some uh, some soul-searching and, and meditating and stuff. But uh, so if you've been on Twitch pretty much within the last six months especially, this has always been going on, but within the past six months, even if you're just casually lurking in streams, you'd probably know that there's been an alarming increase in aggression towards streamers. Um People have been doing hate raids, which means that they're just getting a whole bunch of people. They'll, they'll go live for a second. 
look at a whole bunch of people who are just as shitty as they are, and then they'll raid a streamer and they'll just attack them. Um, follow botting, which is where people buy followers and then they spam someone's account to get Twitch to uh, ban them because buying followers is not uh, TOS. Uh, or they'll make fake accounts and they'll just bombard people's chats with hate speech and speech and threats and all and all that stuff. So this has been happening, like I said, a lot more over the last six months for whatever reason. Um, and sadly, a lot of marginalized streamers, you know, people of color, females, the queer community, they're experiencing, I would say, the brunt of this abuse. And, you know, trolls are looking for certain Twitch tags, such as black or gender fluid, and they're directing these racist and hateful slurs at these streamers, or they're searching through categories like the pools and hot tub streams, and they're sexually harassing women. And it's just, it's disgusting. So, you know, Twitch is a site that brags about being diverse and inclusive, and they're really kind of letting people down um, in the sense that they're not really protecting streamers from this sort of stuff. If anything, they're more reactive, which is good, but people are urging them to be proactive. Um, And, you know, when I say reactive, you know, when people have all this stuff happens, you know, they're saying, just ignore them or report the bots, or why don't you set your chat to followers only or subs only so you don't have to worry about that. And that's unfair to a streamer because- why should the streamer have to make, right. make an exception for their own their own stream? Yeah, right. Instead, that, of these, instead of these fuckwads getting off the Internet and being banned okay. themselves. Yeah. And, and doing stuff like that is vastly restricting the people who are willing to give your stream a chance in the first place. If you're a small streamer, like you it's pretty well known that a small streamer with their chat turned off to anyone but a follower or a sub has a much harder time attracting new viewers. Um, Because it just seems unfriendly. Yeah. And, you know, large streamers can do it easily and probably should sometimes, depending on how crazy their chat gets. But regardless, expecting streamers to limit their streams instead of dealing with these people, like these terrible, hateful people is lazy and kind of offensive. So um, a Twitch streamer, I forget her name because I didn't put it in my notes um, and I didn't really want to uh, put her name out there to attract potentially more negativity. So a Twitch streamer got hate rated twice oh. in one night because she was a woman of color and she had had enough of it. So she went on Twitter and started the hashtag Twitch do better. And it has since become a trending hashtag. Uh, so Twitch, yes. So Twitch seeing this has finally started to address these issues. Um, they've admitted they've identified a, quote, vulnerability in their proactive filters and have rolled out an update to close this gap and better detect hate speech and ch- hate speech in chat um and they're also promising to launch more safety features in the next few weeks which would require deeper account verification so whenever someone actually makes an account they have to really prove that it's a legitimate thing i'm all right with that yeah for sure and then also coming out with tools to prevent troll accounts from avoiding being banned i don't know how one would do that but apparently they're figuring out how to get around their system um so i'm looking forward to seeing what's implemented in the very near future but It's just crazy. Like, it's got to stop the hate. I don't know what possesses someone to want to attack someone else on such a low level. I'm just so sick of people who have to hide behind a keyboard. Right. And, and like, the anonymity of the Internet almost, I feel like, needs to go. Like, it used to be a thing. Everybody was anonymous on the Internet. Then people started using their own real names. I feel like everybody should use a real name because of shit like this. Yeah, give me a freaking break like you have nothing better to do with your time 
than to go on someone's stream and tell them that you hate them because they're a certain color or or they they like a certain sex. Like, give me a break. Yeah, it's it's really awful. And you'd like to think in 2021, you're like, oh, we're past that. But we're really not as a society. And it's really pathetic. Yeah. The yeah, the it's it's some people um, get off on that and just and then when you confront them, they just go. I'm just kidding. You can learn to oh, joke. Oh, God. Yeah, the whole I'm just joking bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah give me a break. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like some people who, not even that that are actual nice people, you know, that uh, especially, and, and Tom can probably attest to this, and um, uh, is that in, in some cases with some guys, it's like the when we were growing up and stuff like that, you're like being mean and stuff like that was just busting someone's balls. You know, it wasn't it wasn't hate. So there are some people um, that don't know that difference and then, you know, cross the line, you know, and let's not let's not give them any excuses. No, 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 I'm not giving them excuses. I'm (laughs) just saying, you know, it's it's just the fact that I'm I'm tired of those people, too, that just don't want to learn at all because they they allow the platform for the actual dangerous people. Because right. if you have the people that are, you know, this is the way I used to joke with my brothers or my friends. So, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I won't do it to you. You know, Twitch and other places can't put any preventative stuff because then they ban people, you know, that may be, you know, not as bad as the really bad people. That's always the downside to the preventative stuff. Um, and it, it's it, but it's on the platform to figure out the how to fix that. Yeah, you know. yeah, they uh, they they need to figure that shit out real fast because yeah. yeah. it's on them to figure that out. But that's the you know it's it's the it's the the line they have to walk is that they you know um, don't want to start just you know randomly banning um, you know people that don't deserve it, and then you know it could be one of those things where and then uh, people leave the platform and. You well, know, the other thing could be that your 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 platform is now becoming the spot for white yeah. supremacists. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I I would rather them ban more people than that happen. Yeah, it's it it I you know it's it, it's tough because um you know that they, they should definitely put things in line like Jen was saying um that they're trying to do here um but some things may end up hurting small streamers. You know, in the cases where it's like, okay, well, we're not allowing anybody that doesn't follow you. Like they they make permanent follower only chat. Mm-hmm. You know, as well, a way they they to need, get out and don't need, make it a toggle. They need to they need to just make it so that people can't just make up a, a random make right. a brand new yeah screen name, go on and then follow bot somebody. Like right. there's it's, you got to be able to figure that out. Yeah, the the problem is the technology where. Those people are always going to be one step ahead sometimes, which sucks. Um, so the the things would be like they suggest to the people to put it on sub or follower only chat um, is probably the easiest way to avoid some of that stuff. But then again, it doesn't allow people to grow that aren't big. Right. So, you know, it, it's always you have to you have to have somebody that's working on it constantly. And I don't know if someone like Twitch will do that. You know, they need to do something. You know, because yeah. to stay ahead of them, you have to, you know, stay on top of um, what could be the next thing to break your system. I mean, 
that there are literally people that get paid to do that for Intel and AMD. Yeah. Twitch spend Should some money. Yeah. You are the biggest streaming platform in the world. Figure yeah. it out. Yeah, it's a it it really sucks, and that's why YouTube sucks because that's even worse in terms yeah. of moderation. Yeah, it is. You it's know, terrible. Uh, and you know that's that's why we would probably never stream on YouTube or anything like that. Um, yeah, for for us personally. Um, but it's just they. I, it it's the it's the double edged sword with you know they do they put the tags on for the people to show the inclusivity and you know find the community and all that stuff. But on the flip side, that also opens it up to the stuff Jen was mentioning. And I think the goal when maybe they're working on this is trying to find a way to not have that, you know, be a problem. To keep the tags, but don't make them be like a bullseye. Well, that's the problem is that's what they're turning into. Yeah. So, but if you eliminate that, then you could also, people say that you're, you know, it'll make it hard to find a community on Twitch, you know. Right. Sort of. With, with that thing um but like you said they make so much money they should be able to figure this out 100 uh, percent. yeah <laughs> there's no active not reactive. zero excuse yeah you know there's reasons the other streaming platforms like hitbox and all that stuff you know failed uh, because they they didn't they weren't ready for the uh you know um you know uh, the, the things you need to take care of um even mixer for a good bit um and they couldn't get the right community to come over and stay with that stuff. Twitch somehow got huge while still having this uh, really terrible bottom feeding part that we all know about mm-hmm. and still stay popular. And I don't know. Yeah. People get paid a lot more money to figure out how to fix this than, than I sitting here. <laughs> right. Can. So. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like um I don't see a solution, you know, a very easy one. Um but then again, I don't get paid almost six figures to figure it out. So somebody right. does and so and they have to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh within the next few weeks hearing about these changes that are happening. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll I we'll just, try to I, keep it updated. I just hope it doesn't turn into the thing as I said earlier where they make it permanent follower only chat. No, they can't. Because no, that would yeah, be the worst say, choice. I don't think they could do that. A lot no. of people would leave Twitch, I think, if that happened. Yep. They'd go to Facebook. Yeah, I was I just going to say Facebook. <laughs> it's like the only other place now. Yeah, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. It's, or YouTube. Right, um, which is worse. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, you got to hope they come up with a good solution and not the easiest solution, which, you know, is the one everyone's going to hate. Yeah. You know, so. Yep. So. Yeah, like I said, we'll we'll share some updates if if and hopefully when they come about. Um, so moving on to a small update on our Switch Killer, Valve is now aiming to make the Stream Deck ready for Windows 11 specifically. Um, we've been aware that it would be able to run Windows 10. We just weren't sure how well it would work, or they weren't sure how well it would work. Um, but they have confirmed that this has been a heavy focus for them, which is definitely good news. Um, unfortunately, the real update that I wanted to be able to give you is not happening yet, which is whether or not the Stream Deck will be able to run games with the anti-cheat software. I'm talking about Dead by Daylight, Fortnite, Apex, etc. You know, the really big money makers in the gaming industry right <laughs> yeah. now. The games people want to play. Yeah, aka the games people are playing right now. And uh, this, I 
in my opinion, could be a huge factor in its success or its or its failure. Um, it would also personally turn me off from purchasing this should these games not be able to run on there. Um, obviously, I could still play other games, but I think it would just make me so annoyed that those games are being, you know, left out that I wouldn't even want to spend the 600, 700, however much it is for the, the best memory, I forget. But I, I wouldn't want to spend that much money on something that they just, you know, yeah, we're just not going to fix it. We're just not going <laughs> to put any time into it. It's fine. Um, they have claimed that they're working with Battle Eye and anti or easy anti cheat to get support for Proton. Um, so while having Windows compatibility will avoid the issue of literally not being able to run these games with the anti cheat features, the interface itself is not currently suited for a small screen. And most likely there will be a bunch of other issues as well that would come about. So I'm looking forward to seeing what other updates we get in the future. Hopefully by the time that, you know, November rolls around, we'll already have had good news that they fixed it and that it's going to work. Um, or I'll probably be canceling my $5 deposit <laughs> <laughs> and holding off and seeing if they ever get it to work. That's just me. You know, if you still, anyone out there listening still wants to go for it, please, by all means. But I just, that's how I feel about it right now. I think that's my big deciding factor. I mean, so are they, have they decided if they're, they're shipping it with a Linux based, um, operating system? Yeah, I believe it's Linux, but you can also use windows okay. 10 or 11. Okay. So, well, I'll see. Yep. It, only time will tell at this point. Yeah. And we're pretty consistently getting updates, which is nice. So we'll continue to report what we hear. Which is weird because Valve doesn't update anything. <laughs> yeah. And, and they're they're keeping on track so far. So fingers crossed. <laughs> um, my next story is a little bit of a weird one, but also hilarious and hits close to home in a good way. So, OK, imagine this, right? We've all been there before. Playing a game of Halo in the early 2000s, you're locked in an epic battle with with beefy gains and they've <laughs> killed you like 12 times in a row. And then you finally take them out. And what do you do? You obviously stand over them and you teabag them, right? Yes. Like just to drive it home that they suck. 100%. Yeah. So during Halo Infinite, Infinite's beta last month, players were surprised to find that the bots were teabagging them <laughs> after taking them out. <laughs> So people, of course, went on YouTube and they're posting their clips. And they're like, what the heck is is happening? So 343 has confirmed that they did not program the bots to teabag people. That's bullshit. And they're, they, they, they totally did. <laughs> they're claiming it's a glitch. Um, and they're saying, you know, we're we're creating the bots for the purpose of making a friendly gaming experience and fun. And they would never program them to taunt a player. That is fun. Of course, it's super fun. Um, they're saying that the glitch appears to happen when the bots try to jump or like go up the stairs and they get stuck in their animation. So it looks like they're crouching, but they're really trying to jump, apparently. Yeah, but they're on top of the person. Well, so the, the, videos, the videos they're... that I've seen. Yeah, some of them are on top of the person, but they're like, oh, they're just trying to jump or they're in the distance, which is even funnier because this person will like get shot and fall. And then in the few seconds where they could still see your body. You can see the bot in the background going like boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, I find it hilarious, obviously, that a bot would be teabagging me and knowing that it's not a real player. But like, that's I just would, me. I would find that funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. It like, feels you, like the bots have a personality. Right. So I don't know. Let us know if you've been teabagged by a bot in Halo Infinite beta. That's so good. 
I or not I wish, in Halo Infinite Beta. I wish they yeah. would just. I wish they would just come out and say, "Yeah, we, yeah, we put that in there." If you, like, come on. If you work at some um, engineering place and you have been teabagged by a bot, please <laughs> let us know that as well. Yeah, we're here for you. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so my last story is not gaming related necessarily, but it's in. It's, it's sort adjacent. of related. Yeah, it's adjacent because of uh, cryptocurrencies and and crypto mining and stuff. You know how that's affecting all of us. So on August 10th, this is a crazy story with a sort of happy ending. So on August 10th, hackers assuming the name, so at least one person, assuming the name of Mr. White Hat, stole $610 million in cryptocurrency through a vulnerability that they discovered in Poly Network, which is basically... A middleman financing platform. Um, like and Robin they, Hood. They, right. They kind of, they do peer-to-peer transactions. So if you have Bitcoin and you want to send funds to someone that has a different cryptocurrency, they cover whatever has to happen for that to take place. Okay. I literally know nothing about cryptocurrency, so I'm going to do well, my best to explain. That makes sense. They have, they have to cover the, the transaction fee. Right. So... The hackers basically discovered a way to route the funds to themselves instead of the intended user. So now they are officially declared as criminals of a major economic crime, which is something that they will be seen as in any country in the world. Wow. Because that's how much money they stole. So Poly Network was great about this. They realized the theft, I'm sure, almost immediately and urged the hackers to return the funds. And they were also able to identify three digital wallets that belonged to the hackers. And they posted the addresses of the digital wallets. And they told people, you know, blacklist any tokens coming from these addresses because they wanted to make the money worthless. So they basically turned $610 million in cryptocurrency into exploded die packs. Hmm. Let's so, sure. Yes. So luckily, you know, everyone made quick work of, of blacklisting these tokens. So now Poly Network is telling their their clients, you know, we're going to fully recover all these assets. This is our goal um, and have since reported that within the last couple of days since the hack took place, Mr. White Hat has returned more than half of the funds already. And they're expecting this person to return the rest shortly. Um, they came out with a big statement that they sent to this person and they basically said, you know, you're a uh, you're a criminal of major economic crime in any country in the world right now. You need to work with us on this. So. Wild and crazy stuff, but maybe, hopefully... maybe people will stop using cryptocurrency. <laughs> maybe it, I doubt it, but we Doubtful, can hope. Yeah, we can hope, can't we? This person was crazy, or people were crazy, and I actually learned that the term Mr. White Hat is actually like Robin Hood, essentially, like you're stealing for the benefit of doing something good. So they have made no indication of what they were intending on doing with this money. So whether I mean... or not their name has any indication of that, I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, uh, un- unless you're giving it to homeless people or, you know, people who need it, I don't and I don't I personally don't see that happening. Right. I'm sure they just took it for themselves. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's craziness. Yeah, this makes it seem like um, this person was like, oh, no, like was uh, if they got caught going, no, no, I was doing it for the good of the company. I wasn't. Yeah, it's not illegal. Don't arrest me. Listen, I had the best intentions. I mean, isn't this the plot to Superman 4? <laughs> Probably. Or Office Space? Yeah. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Interesting, right? So. Weird. Hopefully within the next 
few days, whoever lost their money to this person or people will get it back. But I have to commend Poly Network for uh, doing the ballsy thing and just broadcasting the information of the hackers to people because that's what it takes sometimes to get these people to stop or to, you know, shut them down. So good on them. Yeah, good for, good for them. I'm yeah. I'm happy they did something about it. Yeah. So that's that's all of our news for now. Okay. Lots of stuff happening. <laughs> Lots of hopefully things. hopefully people will stop using cryptocurrencies so we can buy graphics cards. Here's uh, real... the summary. Stop being an asshole. <laughs> yes. Stop stealing shit and stop cheating. <laughs> yeah. Uh speaking of which, I think a new graphics card came out this week. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, it was in the 6,000s, right? The 6600 XT, which yes. was a flaming pile of shit, apparently. Didn't it sell below retail MSRP? It, I think it actually sold at MSRP, but okay. it's not a good card. <laughs> like okay. they they basically took an old card and stuck a new name on it and charged a hundred dollars more. Oh, that's kind. That's real, real, real nice AMD. What did we just talk about? No cheating, people. Come on. Right. You should know better. Damn it. Bad. You're bad. <laughs> All right. So yeah, one thing, one thing before we exit the news. Sure. Um, because uh, something else real crazy went on the week. We don't need to dive into it. All I have to say is, uh, fuck the executive people at Activision Blizzard. They can go oh, to hell. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't anyway. want to get into that because <laughs> that would have taken us a million years. But yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. Totally. Yes. Uh, that that is the the name of this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was going through Reddit and I saw someone ask the question, you know, what what uh, video game franchises do you, do you love that you would like to see revived? And I thought that's a great idea. I know I have a few, and I'm curious as to what Mark and Jenny do because, again, we're all kind of from slightly different gaming era spaces. So especially now in the times of remakes and remasters. Uh, I would think that this would be the perfect time to try to pitch uh, bringing back an old, an old, uh, an old gaming franchise. So mm-hmm. we're gonna bring you a few of them that we think, you know, I think it'd be a good one. So we'll uh, we'll start with Mark. Yeah. So I'm gonna pick one that might be a little weird. Um, and it was um, I, I don't know exactly how you would do it, or there's probably other games like separate games that do this, but I would like to um, have them bring back uh, the uh, California Games series. Okay. Uh, from the NES. Um, because just I just love the not stupid wrong word. I'm trying to think the the random games that were on there, you know, outside of the skateboarding, which became a bigger thing. But, you know, being able to do surfing and hacky sack and, you know, just just those little non-traditional sports and or or competitions and stuff. Um, just, uh, was something I played all the time on NES, um, the NES version. Um, like I said, they probably have multiple games that encompass this, but I would like one central game, um, for it that has all this stuff. It could even be free to play, you know, what, you know, whatever. But that's one I, I thought I'd start off with my weird one, um, which is, um, it's a game that I played a whole bunch and, um, would, would definitely pick up again to just have to to play sort of like um even if they just remastered <laughs> the original california <laughs> games yep um and didn't add anything it would be like my purchase of rare replay just for rc pro am mm-hmm. um i would i would just buy that game just to basically just play hacky sack to be honest 
<laughs> we're going to be we're going to confess it. here. Totally uh, get it. Uh, so, yeah. So I thought I'd kick it off like I did with the last one um, or one of the last categories with with, with the weird answer. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one. I mean, Jen, I'm sure you've never played California games. No, I haven't. So it's yeah, like Mark said, it's it's just a bunch of different types of games thrown into one thrown into one. I, I know they had released it on PC and it was an NES game also. So. Yeah, it was probably on Commodore and Amiga and all that yeah. stuff at that time frame period too. But it was uh, an interesting, an interesting thing to put out. Like you, yeah. something you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. All right, Jen, how about you? Um, so I guess I'll go with my of the two, the weirder one too. Um, so the Secret of Monkey Island, the Monkey oh. Island franchise, I picked, and this is this is a franchise I honestly totally forgot about. Until I sat down to really think about this list that we were putting together today. And then it occurred to me that this amazing little game that I used to play in college was no more. And it made me really sad. (laughs) And I figured maybe so many other people who once loved it maybe have forgotten about it. So this is my pitch. If you don't know what this game is, it's, it's, to put it simply, it's a series of point and click adventure games following the main character whose name is Guybrush Threepwood. And he wants to become the most infamous and accomplished pirate in the in the Caribbean. Um, it was apparently first released in 1990. And then since its release, we uh, got Monkey Island 2, um, LeChuck's Revenge in 1991, The Curse of Monkey Island in 97, Escape from Monkey Island in 2000, and The Tales of Monkey Island in 2009, which is a remake of the first game. Um, and unfortunately, since then, the franchise has come to an end. And although some people might think it's a bit childish, it obviously has very outdated graphics. I believe that there's this amazing opportunity to remake this series. I personally would love to play through the games with these beautiful, realistic, modern graphics while still preserving its pirate storyline, the puzzles. And it has this like really silly, childish humor that it's almost like telling like dad jokes or fart jokes like it just it's dumb and it's childish but everyone loves those <laughs> kinds of jokes like that's the humor in those games and overall i just think there would be so many nostalgic players like me who would be so excited to have it reinvented you know you could pick up the games on steam i believe right now but i think it would be so cool for them to you know to go in there and remake and just modernize it and make it preserve what makes it great and hopefully even open it up to a whole new generation of gamers that have no idea what it is. It would definitely be very different from all the games that are out now. You have all of the, you know, FPS games and the, um, you know, online multiplayers and stuff, Battle yeah. Royale. So I think it would be awesome. It's yeah, it's it's unfortunate that the point and click genre has kind of gone the way of the Dodo. Yeah. Uh, Telltale was doing a pretty good job with it until they weren't mm-hmm. uh and they just I, telltale doesn't ex- exist anymore correct no i'm pretty sure right they went out of business when they yeah. were doing the walking dead and all that other yeah. stuff yeah because they 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 did way too many they did way too many and they all at towards the end they were all broken yeah <laughs> if i remember correct yeah they did batman and thought they had an avengers one maybe or something yeah they did they did um, a Borderlands one. They did multiple, uh, what's it called? Uh, multiple Walking Dead ones. They did just about every, they, they pretty much took anything you could and made it a point and click adventure with some action scenes thrown. But yeah. for me, the most, uh, 
nostalgic thing about Monkey Island is the music. Yeah, the music was so good. It's one. Of, it's honestly, it's one of those games that you that a lot of retro retro PC enthusiasts will use to test audio. Mm. And I th- and to me, that's really cool. I that I think cool. I do the same thing. Like if I get a different sound card, I throw I try Monkey Island on it just to see what it sounds like because it's it was kind of built at a time when uh, hardware for sound cards was there was a huge spectrum of what you could get. You get something that sounded amazing or you could get something that was bleeps and bloops. So <laughs> to me, that would be really cool to see Monkey Island come back. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Thanks. I'm going to go with the obvious one for me. I'm going to say F-Zero. The uh, F-Zero. Yeah. I had, I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> the F-Zero franchise has been dormant since the GameCube uh, with F-Zero GX. And you have the Switch where they've come out with so many F-Zero like clones at this point that you could just do it better and make your own. And F-Zero GX is so good. It just blows my mind that they decided well, we're not going to make these anymore. They even like they still have Captain Falcon in Smash Brothers, but they don't make F Zero games anymore. Like more people know Captain Falcon from Smash Brothers than they do from F Zero. <laughs> a lot of people don't even know F Zero exists. Like anybody like who started playing video games after the GameCube would have no idea where Captain Falcon came from. It'd be like me with all the Fire Emblem characters. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you just, I I have I just feel like there's room for a fast paced space racing game where you know it we need that we need that 60 fps racer on a switch maybe that you know for the switch whatever this quote-unquote switch pro comes out that should be a launch game for it i'm I'm calling it now yeah there you go you heard it here folks that's right all right let's go around again that's a that was a good first three Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark, what do you got next? Um, the one game uh, that I've only played, um, I played all the editions, but I go back to um, uh, mainly the the first two. But um, I think they need to make a upscale, better version of Road Rash. Okay, that's a good one too. Road Rash, for those who don't know, is a uh, racing game where you're on motorcycles, but you get to knock out your opponents. Like either with a fist, uh, a, a nightstick, a chain. I think they've added other weapons in three, and the um, I think the one on sixty-four mm-hmm. um, had stuff. Uh, but just the base thing, and you would be able to, as you won races, upgrade your bikes. And um, as much as I played that game, I've only made it really to the second section, um, like one or two times. It's kind of like my RC Pro Am thing, um, <laughs> where I played it so much, but I never really got to. Um, like you got to a part in the game that I had never seen before. And I played that game constantly for, for, <laughs> for almost 25 years. Yeah. Um, so road rash is the same for me. And I think it would, it would work in today's uh, day and age, um, with that stuff. It'd be a great online game. Um, it, because it was out before, you know, online was big, um, or at all. Cause I don't think it was on any system that was online. Um, it would work as an online multiplayer. You know, you could even do co-op and have teams, you know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I I don't know if motorcycles are as big as they were back then, but um, I just think that that's a good alternate to a lot of the games that are out there that are mostly car focused. Um, 
Let's no, bring yeah. back the motorcycle. No, I, I think Road Rash is a, a great pick. I mean, I'm pretty sure there has not been a Road Rash since, like you said, Road Rash 64. And that that's the kind of game that needs to make a comeback. Yeah. Vehicular combat games pretty much have are gone to begin to to begin with. Yeah, and if you, if you don't if you if you believe the rumors, we're going to be getting a new Twisted Metal soon. So. Oh yay! Another Twisted Metal. <laughs> like, give me Twisted Metal two. Just remaster Twisted Metal two. It's a, and just to jump on my point, I know it was a slight joke, but my thing is, is if you can give me Road Rash without needing it to just you're you're just a racer with your name and there's names of other racers. They're not these caricatures and you know there's not all that stuff. I think that game has a place as a you know I know I said the same thing about California games. But it has a place as even a, you know, free-to-play game, you know, online, where you can buy skins to make your guy look different, you know, or a girl. Sorry, I use guy in the general sense. Um, your, you know, your I, I think it could work that way. And I think it's the one thing that frustrates me with, with Twisted Metal, even though I did beat the most recent one. Um, I rented it from Redbox and beat it in two nights. That shows you how much that game was not worth $50. Oh, yeah. Um, and it wasn't as good multiplayer when I played it with my cousin. So um, it, it's just that the characters all feel old in terms of, you know, they were cool and edgy in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, and mm-hmm. they're not anymore. Um, yep. So that's where my defense of a road rash thing is it can just be generic characters. Like I re- uh, as soon as I start up Road Rash 2, after like halfway through the first race, I remember the names of every of the, the enemy bikers. Yep. You know, it's there. It's the same ones through through each circuit. Um, so you get to start having many in in your head rivalries with the like Sometimes we did with real. Games. <laughs> if you if you start hitting a, sper- a certain person over and over, they will they will come after you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like our beefy gains, but for AI. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. Ro- those were the first the two games I mentioned, the first two that popped in my head just because it's. It's just um, things we don't ha- we don't have out there right now, and I think could in the way games are consumed nowadays could definitely have a place and make a comeback. Yeah, totally agree. That's a great pick. All right, Jen, how about you? So my second one is not going to be surprising to either of you. It is my obvious choice, and that is bringing back the Dead Space franchise. Oh, good yeah. one. So, you know, it debuted in 2008 and it very quickly became known as one of the most intensely horrifying, gory fantasy game franchises. Um, You have the necromorphs, which are just disturbing and other disturbing imagery as well. You have the intensely eerie music, the plasma cutter weapon, which was awesome. And just how great your character Isaac Clarke is with the suit. And I could just go on for forever about why this game is amazing. (laughs) It keeps you on edge the whole time. There's this never-ending anxiety that you're going to die at all times. And trust me, it's amazing if you've never played and that might not sell it to you, but it's it's great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they came out with Dead Space 2 in 2011, and that did well. But then, unfortunately, Dead Space 3 just murdered it for everybody. Um, it came out in 2013, and people were really unhappy with the fact that it went from being on this really intensely terrifying, isolating space station to an ice planet. And everyone was like, what did you do to our game? (laughs) So unfortunately, Visceral Games disbanded in 2014. So Dead Space 4 never happened. Um, So I'd absolutely love 
for what's happening with the Resident Evil franchise to happen with Dead Space. Jen, where Jen. they, I, what? <laughs> what? Uh, I have good news for you. Uh, yes, what? we have good news, Jen. Go ahead. They're remaking Dead Space 1. See, I was just going to say, I want a remake of the first game. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's coming. amazing. Okay, it's coming. so. After the remake of the first game, I want to remake of the second game, pretend the third game didn't exist, and then launch a brand new game in place of the third game. So there you go. There you go. If you wish it, it will happen. It'll happen. That's right. It, yes, it, I just let like, you know, game's a few years off, probably. They just yeah. showed, like, uh, look up the trailer. It was in the EA Play, like, two weeks ago. Oh, um, that's why I didn't watch. So, um, yeah, you, you might like the small trailer. Um, but no, that's an excellent choice because yeah. um, everybody was screaming for that. <laughs> yes. Seriously, years. like I was going to say, with what, what's happening with Resident Evil, you know, they did such a good job with RE2. And I just envisioned that after playing RE2. I'm like, this needs to happen with Dead Space. Like, everyone's going to love the original Dead Space, but come back out with it and, you know. Yeah, the fact that they're actually doing it means you may have the best choice of any right. of our list. Maybe, <laughs> yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's a great one. I the thing I love about Dead Space, besides the fact that I won't play it, uh <laughs> is the fact that you go through the game and there's not really a HUD. Like there's oh, no yeah. HUD. I love it. So it kind of I feel like it engrosses you a little more because mm. you're there the only thing you the only way you could tell how much health you have is by the the things on his his spine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just a side note. That has been a cosplay goal of mine for so long to make a uh, a glowing like LED suit, like mech suit. Good luck. They call it. Yeah, exoskeleton suit. It that looks sounds, so cool. It sounds like a lot of work. Oh, yeah, it definitely <laughs> would be. And I'm nowhere near on the level to do that. But one day that's my goal. Yeah. So and uh, one of my favorite parts, I love Dead Space 2 um, um, more than one, which maybe sleep last me. Um <laughs> I, I just don't like the slowness of the first game, despite how scary it is. Mm-hmm, um, the, the slight more action in two um, is what sells it for me. But um, I could see either way um, mm-hmm. with those. But my favorite part of both of those games is that it was one of the first games that I saw. And there may have been games that did it before that, but that made dismemberment, you know, a core strategy in, in fighting enemies. Yeah, that's a big part of Dead Space. Yeah, you know. You know, making sure you if they're a fast enemy, you want to shoot their legs off first. Yeah. And then you can shoot their arms off and then use their arms to kill them <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. Um, there was actually an achievement or something for like beating the entire game with just the enemy's arms. <laughs> of course. Um, it is. Something like that. Or, or or killing a certain amount of enemies with with their own arms. Um, but yeah. Yeah. They it, Dead Space, for all the reasons you mentioned um is exactly why the the remake that is ha- or remake or remaster whatever they're doing, prior remake um needed to happen um ea needed something like this you know um For sure. and you know they're they're going to try it with with mass effect the, the route that they're probably going to go with dead space is make the remake and then make a new game um but uh yeah yeah like for all the reasons you mentioned is exactly why dead space should be um that hopefully it does not fall apart <laughs> yeah. the announced remake yeah. um because That'll it will be sell sad. yeah you know just just like the the legendary edition sold for mass effect yeah it's it's such a 
obviously there's I I personally feel from delving even more into horror than I ever have recently. There's such an uptick of horror game fans, like people looking for something new. Like there's so many even paranormal investigation games because of Phasmo. So I feel like Dead Space is such a unique thing in itself. Like it's a space, yeah. it's a space horror. So, you know, it's not going to be super similar to other things that are even out right now or in the next couple of years, most likely. Yeah. So I think it's it's great. It's yeah, and great. I 100% think that this remake got started or the seed got planted when Resident Evil 2 remake sold yeah. as, much co- as many copies as it did. Oh, definitely. That's, yeah. That's so funny how I use that as my example because that's truly what made me think of, wow, they really need to that, do this in Dead has- Space. That's so funny. Yeah. That has, that has to, to be, be why they did it. Yeah. Because, we're a huge factor. You know, it was just like, hey, we have this game franchise that would do the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's not like the, um, I actually think this is more likely to happen quicker than all the people screaming for Skate 4 um, for so long, um, because that's probably way more off than any of us know. Well, I don't think it was even, like, they they still haven't really shown anything from yeah. it. So that tells me that it was not e- like, I, I don't think that people knew they were going to work on it till they announced it that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. yeah. So um, I think, I think there was a more of a game plan here for EA. Mm-hmm. Now, as you mentioned, visceral split up, um, you know, disbanded. So I think some of the old devs um, are back working on this. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's, it's probably not the same leads and stuff like that, but, um, hopefully it, it does what RE2 did. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it will. Um, I'm so excited. I, I can't believe that I missed that, but I can, cause I usually don't pay attention to anything EA related, <laughs> but, uh, I'm so happy. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw in another EA game. They need to bring back SSX. The SSX franchise is long dead. I don't think any well they came out with one on the 360 and it that was it then they never did anything with it after that can we can we also bring back a uh publisher and just bring ea big back (laughs) ea big is it it's isn't it doesn't it still exist yeah in some form in some form or another but yeah uh ssx was just a goofy fun like snowboarding game those don't really exist everything has gone super realistic Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say what was what was the the latest one? I can't remember the name well, of it. Steep, steep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the one that actually looks good was um in your goofy sense, but not in the full way. Um, was that Riders Republic? Yeah, it looked like it had some goofy elements to it. Yeah, it's not quite as as goofy as uh SSX because SSX you can like take your board off and spin it in the air and stuff, and it. I just love that for someone who likes you know more realistic stuff it was it's also nice to have stuff like that too um it's like just like someone who likes skate versus someone who likes tony hawk it's kind of the same same type of thing and uh, i had a lot of fun there's ssx3 is one of my favorite games on the on the xbox and i just feel like even if you just re like you know just remaster ssx3 i'll be happy it's it's just like just like Jen with Dead Space, I think I'd be fine with them remastering SSX3, and I'd be all right with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's the that's my second one. Mark, did you have any more? I'm gonna say a weird one. Um, okay. Because I don't know how you would exactly do this, or if it would even be fun or profitable. Um, but they need to bring they, it, it, 
this will be like a general tag, but I'll put it on one game. They need to bring back some really weird puzzle games and things in the vein of something like a Marble Madness. Okay. You know, where it's like, all right, here's a obstacle course, you're a marble, go. Like, just, <laughs> just, just those weird games on NES and stuff like that as a genre that was just like a concept. And they built a whole game around it um, more than, you know, characters and stuff like that. I don't know. When I was thinking about these things, you know, Marble Madness popped in my head. And I'm like, how do you really? I know they have the marbles thing that they do on stream, you know, the marble racing. Yeah. That's not the same, you know, but. I mean, the only thing akin to that now, and they're they're actually now coming out with a new one, is Super Monkey Ball. Yeah, but it's not the same. Um I mean, you're a giant, you're a giant marble, or in this case, yeah. a ball with a monkey in it. Yeah, but in the, um, yeah, maybe Marble Madness wasn't the perfect example, but I, I just wanted the concept of like just weird, like one-off, like puzzle game, like things you would find in like a back corner of an arcade. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of games that used to pop up on NES. Um, I don't know. I maybe I'm just having some nostalgia for NES for some reason. That's what it sounds um, like, Mark. But it's just, I just love the idea, like, when I was scrolling through, um, you know, my 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 complete uh, NES catalog that I totally own and have on a shelf <laughs> um, and not on a flash drive. Um, and just some of the just, just random games that would be on there that were just like, um, you know, use the, the hardware the way it could and would just be addicting. Like, they were the console versions of quarter munchers in the arcade. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of that nowadays. Um, free-to-plays come close, but it's not exactly the same. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I just... Between California games and this, it was just like... Uh, maybe I'm coming to things like, I just want some simple games that don't require me... And it might be maybe getting older, too. That don't require me to need to play 20, 30 hours. Like, just something like a pop one. Always start from the beginning, you know, do a few levels, get to where I die, turn it off for the night, come back the next day, do this, you know. Yeah, I get it. You know, repeat thing, um, just as a meditative like thing, and I, I think, I, th- I think, I think there is a niche for that. But um, yeah, that was the last thing I was thinking about. Yeah, I, I have one more, and it's kind of cheating because it's not really a franchise, but the Chrono series from from square chrono trigger chrono cross i would love to see another one of those even though they're technically like not they're not sequels they kind of are but they're kind of not i would love to see chrono in it what's that (laughs) no no no. i'm saying i'm the character not the name no chrono the chrono from chrono trigger was not in chrono cross okay i thought he was no not that i I know of i haven't played i never played chrono cross so Somebody fact-checked me, but I'm yeah, 99% sure that he's not in the game. It's a 10 out of 10 game that I've heard from some people that I've never bothered to pick up. Um, well, Mark, it may happen because it's in the list. Nice. Um, yeah, but I, I played I played Chrono Trigger. I've never beaten it, but I played it enough to um, over the years and multiple starts and stops on it. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, so... That's our that's our list. Let us know what you think should come back. If you think one of the games we d- we decided should come back, let us know. Uh, I'd be interested to hear what everybody thinks. And if there's anything that we didn't talk about that you you'd want to see, let us know on Twitter. 
we always love continuing these conversations on Twitter. All right. So we go from games that we really like to games that a game that I know I didn't like. Yeah. We're going to talk about Grand Theft Auto 2, our retro roulette game this week. And I'm going to get I'm going to let Jen start because it, I'm pretty sure it's fresh in her mind and mm-hmm. I'm sure she's got some thoughts. I'm going to come in hot. I'm just going to warn you guys. <laughs> Coming in hot here. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in hot as always. I honestly don't have too much to say about this game because I could barely play it. Uh, I instantly hated the top-down view, and to make it even worse, the controls are inverted most of the time, and it's extremely difficult to get used to it, in my opinion. It's really harder. It was really hard for me to accurately switch directions, turn a corner, whatever, which makes this game really, like, pretty much unplayable for me. Um, I found out that driving is a bit easier than running on foot with the controls, which is weird, but that's what I I felt. Um, There's no mini map. So I was, you know, lost the whole time. I thought that I was running in between buildings and all of a sudden I was on top of the buildings. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, It's also very vague. I didn't even get past the tutorial. Let me just say that. It's very vague on what you have to do, even with the tutorial. And, you know, obviously it's pretty it's pretty cut and dry. You have to follow one of the colored arrows and they bring you to a telephone and it tells you this is your job that you're accepting. Um, And that seems simple enough, except there's no map. So I kept running into dead ends. And like I said, ending up on top of buildings. I'm like, where where am I supposed to go? And once I got into a car, of course, every five feet, there's a flipping police car. (laughs) <laughs> that I slam into, and then it's like, we got to kill you now. I literally couldn't get past, I, I literally almost couldn't get past the first phone call that I picked up, which was going to get a guy, picking him up, and bringing him to, like, a doctor's office or something. I forget exactly what the <laughs> the the quest was, but it was, like, the dumbest, probably most simple thing to do, and I just couldn't get through it at first, and I finally, I had to walk away for a while. And yep. then I went back to my computer to shut the game off, enraged. And then I was like, you know what? F this. I'm going to try this again because this game cannot, cannot win me like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, so I do. <laughs> I started playing it again and I got a little bit better. I, I jumped in a car right away. So I got better with the whole, you know, driving and stuff with the car. I made it through the first, the first um, quest where I dropped the guy off. Then I found another phone. And this one was for, uh, I had to blow up a business. Yep. So the bomb was crap. And then I had to like destroy their car. And it was just terrible. I did it. And after that, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's just so bad. And these people were chasing me with guns. And every time I was on foot and they were trying to murder me, I like couldn't figure out how to shoot the gun. And I kept dying. And it was just really pathetic. And anyone, if I had seen, played this on stream, People would have unfollowed us in droves. Like it would have been bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It was it was pretty bad with me doing it. So it it believe me, it I understand. I understand where you're coming from here. Yeah. It's just it was just an endless cycle of horrible experiences after horrible experience. <laughs> I literally like when I first picked it up and started playing, and I was thinking it would be even though it was the D-pad where you were controlling, you know, where you were facing when you ran. I still expected it to be a little bit more like you were using um, 
the analog stick slightly slightly more accurate but this one it's it's like when you're on foot you just spin in a circle sometimes because it's sensitive but it's not at the same time it's mm -hmm. awful i hate i hate this game <laughs> i like i said i i gave up on the tutorial before i could finish it which is unfortunate i don't like doing that um maybe back when this first came out i would have given it more effort but it's just not worth my time <laughs> like i'm sorry i'm sorry for anyone i know there are people out there who absolutely love this game i get it it's nostalgic or you know maybe it's one of the first games you started playing or you love it for other reasons maybe you like to torture yourself i don't know it's not for me <laughs> i'm done <laughs> okay, okay um i un i totally understand i played it so yeah. i i get it uh mark how about you yeah so i Made it a little bit further than Jen. Um, I was actually able to get enough money to save. Um, so that was a couple successful missions. How much but yeah, money did you this, have this, to get? I'm sorry. How much money was it? Uh, 50,000. 50, 50, okay, I was at 24 when I quit. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Um, and, that's, and if you don't get enough, you can't save, which means if you turn off the game, you have yeah, to start, start it all over. Yeah, um, which I did. That's the worst part of this game. Um, even though a lot of the stuff Jen described is pretty terrible. But the fact that you literally need to complete missions, you know, to save the game. Like, you can't just save at any point. Um, it's definitely a relic of its time with that. So, um, is that, like, for the entire game, you always have to maintain a certain amount of money in order to continue saving it? Yeah. It's $50,000 every time you save. Every time you save, it's fifty grand. yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it's the worst part of the game. It absolutely um, is, yeah. So I remember playing this game when it came out and I think I had, I, I haven't been able to uh, borrow uh, GTA one off my uncle Vim yet um, <laughs> to um, see if that one's better because I remember playing a lot of the first game um, when it first came out. Um, this game, if anything Without the comparison, I can't be 100% sure on these opinions, um, but this game just seemed rushed, and it it had ideas that they couldn't fully capitalize on, um, like the idea of three different factions mm -hmm. that you um, build a meter up to, and all that is very ambitious for the time. Um, and I think that's mainly where the game fails, is it tries to do too much at once, on top of having the inverted controls and the top-down camera angle and the inability to really avoid the cops after you 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 get any kind of warning or any kind of like alarm. Yeah, as soon as as soon as they are notified, they are on your ass. Yeah, yeah. it's not like the other games. Um, it is amazing, and I think I said this on stream. Uh, that this game became the franchise it did and that the next game is so much better mm -hmm. it's like, not it, even it's not even kind of close it's yeah. like insane <laughs> like i don't we just talked about franchises that need to be resurrected i have no idea how this game got to a three right to be able to you know get to the heights where it is now where it has a game that's been released on three different generations of consoles I think luckily for them, their theme is what carried them and not the second game. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the idea behind it is what carried it forward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the, yeah, the idea and not having good enough hardware to do it mm-hmm. kind of drove it. Yeah. And as much of bastards as the Housers are, they believed in that concept. And that is why we got three, four, and five. It's because they're like, no, it can work. We'll show you, you know, and they did. Besides being probably slightly terrible people, um, they, their <laughs> persistence, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, their persistence, um, you know, got us to where we were with that. I mean, we did get a great game um, like bully and table tennis. Mm-hmm. Um that's one of my favorite things is that Rockstar rock table, table tennis. Um, it's a classic. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. <laughs> it's a really good table tennis. Game. Um, but, you know, that that was my thoughts going through this game. I'm like, I have no idea how they made it. Um, I could see some of the the outlines for the future games, especially the factions thing in it, um, being a precursor to the missions with the person's name, the letter of the person's name on the map. Mm-hmm. Um but the the lack of a mini map and it being top down is inexcusable. Um, mm. And I don't know if they were trying to do like, well, you'll get immersed in the city and you'll get to learn the streets as though you're actually there. Well, um, I gotta I gotta be fair. I imagine that it came with a map. Like if you purchased it when yeah, it came out, still. I imagine it came with a map. Not that it would help all that much, but I I imagine like I'm pretty sure GTA three and Vice City came with a map in the uh in the in the booklet so we'll be we'll be a little fair there but it, it's not enough it's not nearly enough to help that's it okay you're done. okay <laughs> I'm i didn't want i didn't want to I, I just wanted to add that in there just just to be to play devil's advocate but it marks out if marks out <laughs> uh i guess i'm tagging in and i'm going to continue shitting on this game because <laughs> my god it's terrible i i remember being a kid playing this on pc and I don't know if it's the fact that maybe maybe mouse and keyboard worked better for this game than a controller. I I don't know because playing it on a controller was like Jen said was nearly unplayable. You can't control where you're going. You can't shoot anybody. Like there's no aim assists or anything which you would need in a game like this because it's impossible to aim from the top down view. So I don't know. It just the whole thing blew my mind when I started playing it because I'm on stream and I'm like, all right, this should be fun. This should be a fun little romp through this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I then <laughs> realized I had fucked up <laughs> because it was not fun. I must have done. I I was doing the tutorial and all of a sudden I died and like the tutorial was over. Like they didn't give me a chance to go back and do the tutorial again. So I. I literally, once I died all over again, I I, ha- I got to go back through and do the tutorial again, even though I didn't finish it the first time. It was just weird. The whole thing is weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, even when you're doing the tutorial, like, you're running around and stuff, and if you go too far away from where the guy is talking, it cancels the whole thing, and you got to yep. start it over. Yeah. It's like, what what were they thinking doing that? It just blows my mind. And I know people love this and people think, oh, this is this is the well, maybe not the best, but this is this is what GTA was all about back then. But the fact that there's no mini map and you can't tell where you're going 
totally kills the game for me. Like there was no mini map in GTA three either, but in a three dimensional environment, you could kind of tell, like once you learn it, mm-hmm. you can see it and it's not as bad, but in, in this environment, a top down environment where everything looks the same, it's just a complete nightmare. Yeah. Like I, I wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So three had a regular map, right? Cause I don't think this even had a regular map. Right, three, you could pull up a map. Like, you could mm-hmm. stop the game and pull up a map. But you can't, You this didn't have any kind of map at all. Unless you can, like, buy one or find one. But yeah, which I, did. I didn't get that far. So, yeah, that was um, one of the worst experiences I've had on Retro Roulette. And I've <laughs> had gonna, some bad ones. I was going to ask them, you, do you top, do you think this tops uh, Super Mario 64, the ice level <laughs> <laughs> that was that was just a bad day because i went on to play that later on stream yeah and did way better when you were not doing so well <laughs> yes but like the whole experience you had like the feeling of just being so frustrated that day versus this past one what was which one was worse um mario 64 was worse. yeah because okay. it's a game i know i can beat that's a good point yeah so it made it worse that's what made it worse but this game i just was all beyond frustrated with the whole thing so it's not like there was anything like specifically fun about it like Mm -hmm. i can't i couldn't tell you one thing that was like oh yeah that was fun like the driving's terrible the the shooting's bad i don't it's just the whole thing it's just (laughs) it's just not good so save yourself some time unless you're a masochist (laughs) and you want to go play this game uh i i'm i'm gonna go ahead and guess that this is going to get straight ones, but that's uh, that may be asking too much of this game. Jen, what what score do you give this game? So I gave it a one. There it is. <laughs> this is easily one of the most confusing and frustrating games I've ever played for Retro Roulette and ever played in my entire life. And I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Uh, do yourself a favor and pick up a newer version of GTA, like three or four or five, and uh, let this game burn in uh, a dumpster fire. <laughs> The end. <laughs> in case you didn't realize how much we dislike this game mark yeah. how about you yeah so uh, I'll, i'm gonna go one and a half just the extra half is just because i could see a lot of the uh bare bones skeletons for the future games in this series um in this game so there was at least enough there um that uh if we got really good at it which i imagine playing that tutorial stuff over and over and over again before oh, you are able to save. Um, <laughs> you might get good enough to see what the actual great parts of the game later that everybody seems to love. Um, or the people that do love it praise. Um, but yeah, definitely a straight one just on its own in terms of, of, of gameplay and all that. Um, and then the extra half point is just the, the, the three factions and the meter between them all... Um, you know, being precursors to what they do in the future games. I'm not going to give it that much credit. I'm going to give it a one also. <laughs> Just because of how annoying it was to play. Like, I know, I know it's, it's got, it's got its quirks and blah, blah, blah. It's not PS1, but I just, I can't, I just can't give it, a, I can't give it anything better than a one. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. We get a game that's shit. And I was sad. I was really looking forward to this game. I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. I was very wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 
you know, you hear about like there's games you hear about and you go, I- I'll pick it up because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. That was one of these games, and there's a reason why it's so cheap and nobody <laughs> wants it. Yeah, and it sucks even more that we've come to know GTA as this incredible franchise, and then to go backwards and play this was like as a punch in the face. Oh gosh, was... <laughs> like we expected so much more. Maybe that's part of the problem too. I think that yeah, maybe our expectations were too high. Yeah. Somebody can call us out on that to let us know if maybe that's our problem. Right. It's it could be. I mean, see, I don't have nostalgia goggles for this game. Right. The way I have for other ones that we've played, so yeah, I can see wow. where that not having that would cause this problem. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just. I, yeah. I'm not interested in even giving it another chance. Right. Same. And like I just some, feel like it's unplayable and that's a huge problem. Yeah. Sometimes like some games like we play on here and I go, you know, I need to maybe I need to give that another chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 I didn't give it the bet like the best chance I could have. I did. I gave it I gave it a shot and it was not good. Not good. And I'm not looking forward. Like, I don't ever want to touch it again. <laughs> yeah, Burn exactly. it. It'll sit on my shelf forever and ever, and that's where it will stay. <laughs> All right, let's let's get that awful taste out of our mouth and spin the wheel, and hopefully we get something better. All right, we got a Dreamcast game playing Crazy Taxi 2. Dreamcast. Cool. So we go from one game where you're driving like a madman to another one, only this one is gonna be fun. Have you either of you guys? I mean, Crazy Taxi is a big arcade game. I don't know if either of you guys played it either in the arcade or if you've played it in. Um, I mean, it was on Xbox. It was on all kinds of stuff. I know the name. I don't know that I've ever played. Actually, I think I have played it in the arcade. I'm pretty sure I played it in the arcade, but not a ton. Like yeah. House of the Dead. Yeah. That like I lived and breathed for that game. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've played Crazy Taxi, but not. I I probably. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it again. I definitely played Crazy Taxi both on Dreamcast and in the arcade. Um, I don't. You said two, right? This is Crazy yes. Taxi two. I don't think sure. I've ever played the sequel. Yeah, there. There's another. I want to say there's Crazy Taxi does, three. Does this Does this one have the Offspring? I don't know. And if if it does, I'm gonna have to turn it off on stream. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the eat. only reason for the first game. Yeah, I mean, the, by far that's the best part of of that the game yeah. i mean it's a fun game but having the offspring in it just makes it that much better um that's why the remake that was on xbox or whatever xbox arcade wasn't as good because they didn't it, they had to take out the offspring songs and they just had like generic music generic punk ish music <laughs> yeah Boo. but yeah that's uh that's what we will be playing this week we'll uh if you're listening to this the day it comes out i'll be playing it tonight on stream so tune in for that uh let's see we we got we got a lot of changes happening on stream speaking of which we'll get to uh but mark can you let everybody know about our family of podcasts before we get out of here we have um stranger damies our dnd podcast um find it anywhere you get podcasts um at uh, stranger damies um it airs every other wednesday um unfortunately um i think we're only going to have one more stream um i know i've been saying no more streams but you know, summer work schedules um, and stuff like that. We, I think we're going to be doing one more, um, not live, you know, over, you know, the Internet and not in person. I shouldn't say live. They're all live. 
Um, so be on the lookout for that. But it'll be our final one because we are going back to in person. Um, and I think that'll be a better podcast for all of you out there. And it'll be a lot easier and more comfortable for everybody if we do it not on video. Um, so and go back to a little bit of our old way of doing it. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, so and then we have uh, they call this a movie or or as we now call it, thanks to Jonathan, TC Tam. Um, and that airs every Thursday. Um, you can find us on Spreaker or anywhere else you get podcasts. Um, we're Instagram and Twitter at the main Damie, the main is our main website. Um, be sure to go there. Um, we're going to be possibly revamping that a little bit to add some more stuff to it and maybe get a little more use out of it than we actually do now. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And then, um, obviously we, um, stream and, uh, um, you know, do a whole bunch of stuff. I'm sure Jen will fill you in on. Yeah. So starting with Mondays, we're still alternating. It's either going to be Retro Roulette, where Tom plays our newest Retro Roulette game and gives his initial thoughts, or it'll which, be Retro Mondays with Tom. Which, uh, by the way, if you're yeah. listening to this Monday, there is probably a Twitter poll to figure out what the next game I'm playing on Monday is. Yes, because he was playing Suikoden and just beat it. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah as he mentioned please keep an eye out for our twitter it's just at gameball pod uh participate in the poll and help us pick our next game that we can enjoy with tom on every other monday uh tuesday is always a set day off for us wednesdays is uh i feel like someone just suggested a name for us and now i don't remember but it is hump, currently halo, halo. Hump day. Halo Hump Day. Yep, there it is. So it's Halo Hump Day where the three of us are playing through uh, the Master Chief collection. And uh, we're having some fun with it. I mean, two out of three of us aren't great at it, but it's entertaining, I think. <laughs> it's a um, lot of fun. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a it's lot, lot of fun. fun. It's a big nostalgia bomb for us. So please join us if you want to see us, you know, have some fun times, maybe do a little teabagging. Um, Thursdays is now a brand new gaming series with Mark and myself. It's no longer a secret. We are playing through It Takes Two. Um, we just started the game. (laughs) We just started the game. It's been super fun. Um, it's just, I, as an outsider who once watched two other people play the game, I enjoyed it watching it as much as I'm enjoying playing it. So if you're wondering what it is, it's just, you just have to watch it. It's very interesting. It's unique. There's puzzles. It's frustrating in in a good way. It's just really fun. Um, Fridays currently is either going to be our day off because that's when we record the podcast uh, or it'll be TBD. Basically, Friday, Saturday and Sunday are currently in the works right now where, as Mark just alluded to earlier, it's summer plans and things are kind of changing for us right now. We are trying to bring you guys some fun new stuff. So as soon as we know, we will let you know. But as of right now, I guess you could say it's probably... Um, some grab bag days whenever we want to jump on and stream we will let you guys know so the best place again is to go to our our twitter account at gameball pod and uh and see what we're playing and when we're going to be going live awesome yeah uh if you haven't tuned into the it takes two stream i highly recommend it and i'm really excited to finally play a new game on stream so mm-hmm. please please vote in the poll because I'm I'm excited and I, I I'm excited to get into a new game. Although I'm sad that Swigadin's over. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I thank God I had Mark guiding me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna miss the elephant dragons the most. Oh, the elephant dragons. <laughs> Anytime, good buddy. 
Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Before we get out of here, I'm going to mention that we are an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether it be cables or controllers or power supplies or flash carts, pretty much anything you can think of, head over to Stone Age Gamer and uh, use the link in the description of the podcast. And anytime you use that to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback, helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys. So I want to thank everybody for for joining us. Uh, Hopefully everyone is well and enjoying their summer. For Mark and Jenny, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.